Hey, what's going on guys? Captain Carlos here with Marea Gear. So today we're going to be talking about the mullet run. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a massive bait fish migration that happens every fall along Florida's east coast. Uh, these bait fish called mullet pretty much just cruise down the intercoastals, the river system, the beaches um, from north to south and in the process are just being hammered by tarpon snook redfish um you, you name it i mean pretty much anything that's coastal focuses on these bait fish just because there's so many of them um so it's an awesome time of year just to, to get in on a lot of action it's one of my favorite times of year uh, it's like christmas in september for me um but i want to share with you the three top lures that I've kind of honed in over 20 plus years of fishing the mullet run here in Florida. So number one, you got to have a top water in the box. Okay. A lot of these mullet, they typically hang near the surface, um, especially at night. And a lot of these predatory fish will actually jump out of the water to attack them and eat them. So you want to find a bait profile that mimics a mullet and stays on the surface for that very reason. When the fish are actively feeding near the surface, this is gonna be your go-to, 100%. You want something in the four to five inch range all the way up to maybe a seven to nine inch range bait, um, something that has natural color patterns, so like a black top, white belly, um, light brown top, pearl belly, you know, something like that to mimic kind of a silver mullet or a black mullet then you're also going to want um, maybe to replace the hooks. Uh, a lot of the stock manufacturers or stock treble hooks from the lure manufacturers uh, don't really stand up to my expectation, so to speak. Um, so I, I like putting single hooks on. I just think that that puts the leverage in the angler's favor rather than the fish's. Um, treble hooks, you know, tarp and throw a treble hook like it's nothing. So I, I just prefer the singles. Um, if you do want to switch them out to singles, check out the VMC Coastal Black, um, you know, inline hooks. The, that's what I use. They're, they're great and they're not that expensive. Very, you know, cost effective. Um, now, as far as fishing, actually fishing a topwater, the way that I like to fish them, there's two retrieves. There's one that you just make a long cast, and then you just do a steady retrieve with short rod twitches, and that's going to make the lure walk back and forth, like walk the dog is what they call it. And it's just a little zigzag on top of the water. It looks like a little finger mullet, you know, kind of veering, you know, away from the, the pack. That's number one. Number two, um, same cast. Instead of short rod twitches, I'm just doing a steady, slow retrieve, like a creep, and then I'll stop. What that does, it just makes the lure push awake, and it creates a little V on the surface, and it looks like a little finger mullet, you know, on the surface. And that retrieves work, you know, well for me too. Um, you got to make sure you have the variety of the sizes because initially the first wave of a bait uh, is typically the, the finger mullet, all right? So that's why you got to have something that kind of matches the size of the finger mullet. Later in the run, as it progresses, you'll see bigger schools of larger, like breeder mullet, black mullet, silver mullet. Um, so that's why you're going to also want to have the larger sizes too in the top waters. Um, number two. Okay, the second bait that you got to have in your box, you got to have a swim bait. 
Reason being, that is, in my opinion, the most versatile bait out there. You can pretty much go anywhere in the world and catch fish with a swim bait. A sinking swim bait, nonetheless. Um, I like swim baits just because they're so versatile. They can You can cover different levels of the water column with them. So they sink, so depending on the, the speed of your retrieve, that's going to dictate what level of the water column the bait is going to kind of cruise along. So if the fish are holding deep, you know, with the swim bait, you can kind of hug the bottom and just kind of creep it. Um, if they're f- hitting mid-water column, then, you know, speed up your retrieve a little bit. If they're hitting near the surface and you just need that fast and frenzy, quick retrieve, that, you know, that works as well. And you can do that with the swim bait. As far as the size and the profile, a lot like the top waters. You just want something that matches a mullet pattern, okay, like our finger mullet, um, or mullet pattern in our motion minnow. Um, you want it ranging from a finger mullet size all the way up to almost a breeder size mullet, you know, a, bi- a bigger mullet. It's good to have that range so that way you can match the hatch. You gotta match, you know, what the fish are keying in on. That's that's why you need a couple different sizes. It's not that we're trying to sell you on more stuff, you know, or, or lure manufacturers are trying to sell you on more stuff. It's they're trying to accommodate what the fish are actually eating, you know, what size, what profile. So little details like that, they make a difference. You know, that that's what's going to keep you connected. Okay. And then last but not least, you got to have a flare hawk jig in the box. Okay, this time of year, weather patterns change a little bit. Uh, you know, the ocean starts to kick up a little bit, so the inlets get a little bit rougher. Beaches got some wave action going on, and the water gets churned up. These jigs are one of the deadliest when those conditions are happening. All right, reason being, with a jig, it's lead. You're hitting the bottom, so you're staying connected to where these fish could be sitting, and most of the time are. Um, so in the winter time and the fall, these, these snook, snapper, grouper, tarpon, redfish, you name it, they will all hit a flare hawk jig. Okay. Just because you're staying in the water column and you're staying near them within the strike zone. Um, you got to have a couple different styles and sizes of flare hawks in the box. Reason being, sometimes it's an incoming tide. So a chartreuse jig won't necessarily work as well as a white synthetic maybe with a blue tail or a green tail Um, that's kind of my go-to on an incoming uh, outgoing tide I always have the the traditional standby the the chartreuse with the red tail Um, the flare hawk's a little bit different than your traditional bucktail in that it's got a collar that flares out okay and the reason that it flares out is it pushes the material out and when the water, or sorry, when the jig is retrieved through the water, okay, it pushes water a little bit more than a traditional bucktail, meaning the fish are going to feel that vibration a little bit more so they can key in on it a little quicker. Little nuances like that, you know, they, they make a difference. Um, also, with a flare hawk, you're going to want anywhere between a one ounce to maybe up to a three ounce. Um, reason being, depending on the, the speed of the tide, okay, the depth of the water, you know, the conditions, you're going to take all those factors kind of, you know, with a grain of salt, so to speak. So 
you know, they're going to change. So you need a couple different weights, a couple different colors on hand to adjust. Um, hopefully you guys learned something here. If you did, make sure, you, you know, you follow our podcast here. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel. We're posting new videos up there regularly. It's growing by the day. And we appreciate you very much for tuning in. And God bless.